Well, good morning, Rivertown Community Church. Hey, I want to say welcome to all of you at all of our campuses. I uh, got to spend some time with some of the different campuses over the last couple of weeks, so it's good to be back with you and communicating again today. Uh, but I just want to say good morning and welcome, man. And the day is, if it's your first time here with us on any campus, uh, it's a great day to be here because we're beginning a four-week conversation on a series called The Beginner's Guide to Predicting Your Future. Now, here's what I know. Most every one of us, we would love to be able to predict our future, wouldn't we? I mean, we just love to be able to do that. I mean, think about how different your life could be if you really could predict your future. Like, how amazing would that be? So think about it, like for those of you starting back to school in a few weeks, I mean, I'm sure like you would love to be able to predict the future, what it holds for you this year. I mean, especially if you're a student and maybe you're going into middle school or high school for the first time or going into college or for others of you, it's like we're coming out of our summer season and, and for many of you coming out of summer is kind of like a reset for your year and, and you would love to be able to predict like what does the fall hold, the fall season hold for you? Uh, others of you, you're still kind of like recovering from the impact of the storm and you would be really, I mean, you would love to be able to predict what the future holds for you. You'd like to be able to predict that there would be no hurricanes this hurricane season, right? I mean, that would be great. Others of you, you're kind of like starting a new job or maybe some of you are retiring from your job and, and you kind of would love to be able to predict what your future holds, maybe in your new job or in your retirement. Others of you, you're kind of embarking on this thing called marriage or some of you are already into marriage and you're starting this whole season of parenting and you'd love to be able to predict what that means for you and, and your family. See, here's the thing that I know. Every one of us have at least one area in our life where we would love to be able to predict our future. In fact, some of us, we would love to have been able to predict our future so much that we've kind of gotten frustrated, aggravated, maybe even angry at ourselves in the past because we weren't able to predict our future. It's why at some point in our life, I mean, maybe you even thought to yourself or you said to yourself something like this. You said, I should have seen it coming. Literally, I can't believe I didn't see all the clues or I can't believe that I didn't see all the signs. I mean, like, I should have seen it. Like some of you would say, I should have seen that. I mean, it was just so obvious. And every now and then, it is a great thing, isn't it? But more often than not, it is a problem. More often than not, it, what does it do? It creates this amazing mess in our life. It's like a train wreck in our life. So here's the good news this morning as we begin this four-week conversation, and that is this. You have it in you to predict your future. Now, here, here's why we know you have it in you. I mean, it's not just some kind of psychic kind of thing. The reason we know that you have it in you to predict your future is because on many different occasions, you were able to predict somebody else's future. And you've been right. Like, how many times have you said this maybe to your spouse or to your children or somebody else around you? Like, you should have seen it coming. Like, I can't believe you're surprised that you failed that class. I mean, like, you failed every test, and then you thought maybe you could pull it out on your final, and the final was the accumulation of everything else that was on all the tests, and you failed those? Like, how are you surprised that that even happened? I mean, like, you should have seen it coming that you were going to fail that class. Or I, I can't, you know, people say, I can't believe he broke up with me. And you're like, a person's been breaking up with you for two months. I mean, they've been so done with you. 
everybody else has tried to tell you and like you're so surprised or like I can't believe I got fired from my job and like well they've taken everything from you for the last six months like what were you thinking you should have seen it coming see there's so many times that we're able to predict other people's future right but then not only that there are times that you can see your own future isn't it and there, there's times when, like, you have a pretty good idea what's going to happen to you financially, where, where things are headed, like, relationally in your marriage, or where things are going to kind of end up morally or spiritually. But even though you see it, it's kind of like you look the other way and you intentionally ignore the signs that you see. You overlook the signs and you even ignore the people that are in your life or maybe even your small group that try to gently warn you. Because in this moment, it's like you want to do what you want to do. And even though you see the signs of saying this is not going to turn out well, you keep moving forward and then the consequences arrive and you act all shocked and all surprised but you really knew it i mean you knew it was coming you saw the signs but you just kept going in that direction anyway see here's the truth about every one of us we have the ability far more times than most of us want to admit to predict our own future to some extent but now before we go there and talk about how to do that, there's a few things that we need to understand when it comes to predicting our future. And some of the things we're going to talk about is most likely going to help you understand why you're experiencing some of the things that you're experiencing in your life today that maybe you would not have had to experience. I mean, think about it this way. Most of your personal problems can't be fixed like it never happened. I mean, think about it. Most of your personal problems can't be fixed like it ha never happened. Now, here's why we say that. See, you're not like a car. So, for example, when your car breaks down, you take it to the mechanic, they replace the part on it, it's like good as new, and you're going down the road. Or, or maybe somebody kind of like sideswipes you and have this fender bender like I did a couple months ago, and, and you take this thing like to the body shop, and, man, he fixes it up, and he paints it all up, and it looks as good as new. Now, here's the thing. We, we don't have to tell you you're not like a car. But when you stop and think about it, you're not, and here's why. Like, you're so much more complex. I mean, you can cope with problems. You can overcome problems. You can even maybe move beyond problems. Like, you can decide that you're not going to do something again to repeat or have the same kind of problems. But here's the thing. You can't fix your problems and return to the same condition that you were in before you experienced that problem. That problem will always be part of your past. That problem will always be part of your story for like the rest of your life. And that problem will most likely have some kind of impact on your life for the rest of your life. See, you can't fix them where it's like it never, ever happened to you. Now, that's the bad news. But here's the good news. Most of your personal problems can be avoided. And that's what this series is really all about. How can you avoid 
problems that truly can be avoided because let's just be really honest about our lives. I mean, life hands us enough painful problems, things that we can't control, things that we can't avoid. So why in the world would we want to bring more unnecessary pain on ourselves, more unnecessary problems into our lives? In fact, there's kind of a secret to avoiding most of your problems. And it's really what we're going to be talking about for these next four weeks. And it's just an incredible concept that I learned years ago. And and I just love talking about this because I think it's so helpful. But here's the secret to avoiding most of your problems. It's called the direction principle. And we're going to introduce to you what this direction principle is in just a moment. But first of all, let's just kind of build the foundation to understanding how to predict your future. And we're going to do that by talking about this word right here. The word principle. Now, here's the thing that you need to understand about a principle, and this is what makes the direction principle so powerful, and that is this. A principle is not a rule that you follow. It's not. A principle is actually a rule that follows you. Like wherever you go, there is this rule that follows you. See, principles follow you around every moment of every day. Most of the time, we're just not aware that that principle is always following us. The second thing you need to understand about a principle is a principle is not something that you choose to apply. In fact, the opposite is true. What a principle does, because it follows you everywhere you go, is a principle, it applies itself to you, and you have no choice in the matter of whether it applies yourself to you. Matter of fact, you may not even be aware that this principle is applying itself to you, but the principle, it sticks to you no matter where you go. And then the third thing is this, is a principle is not a law you can break. See, there are principles that if you ignore them, they will break you, but you can't break them. Let me help you understand that by illustrating it this way. There is a principle that many of us were taught maybe some point in school, but we don't even probably remember it. It's, it's, a, it's about buoyancy. It's called Archimedes' Principle. So the Archimedes principle, it applies itself to you all the time, but the reality is you never think about it. Like every time that you have interacted with water, maybe this summer, like every time you went swimming, every time you got on a boat, I mean, every time you washed dishes, or maybe you got on a cruise ship this summer, like to go on your vacation, like when you're floating down the river or floating in a lake or floating down this creek or something, the Archimedes principle is applying itself to you. Now, you may not think about the principle of buoyancy applying itself to you when you're in the water. You may not even care about it. But that's the whole point of a principle. A principle applies itself to you whether you choose to have it apply itself to you or not. It's always running in the background of your life. It always is. You have no matter in the choice or no choice in the matter. How about it that way, right? In fact, in the third century B.C., when Archimedes, he explained the principle of buoyancy. He explained it because he didn't invent it, and it had been in existence since the very beginning of time. 
Literally, all he did was figure out how to mathematically describe the principle that explains why a pebble sinks and a cruise ship floats. Because the reality is this. Principles are explained and experienced, but they are never invented. See, they, they can be discovered and they can be discussed, but they are never created by us. They already exist. They're always there. So with any principle that you discover, here's what happens. You get to make a choice. You get to make a decision. Like, do I want to use this principle for my benefit or do I want to ignore it to my demise? And the question, that question, do I want to use this for my benefit or do I want to ignore it to my demise? That question applies in just a real powerful way to the outcome of our lives when it comes to the direction principle. Now, there's something else you need to know to fully appreciate and understand this whole direction principle, and that is this. We get to where we should be the same, we got, same way we got to where we shouldn't be. See, we get to where we should be by following a direction which is the same way we get to where we shouldn't be, by going in a certain direction. For example, we, we get to where we should be financially, relationally, professionally, spiritually. We get there by going in a direction. We, if we're not going in the right direction spiritually, relationally, financially, and professionally, we have bad outcomes. If we go in the right direction, we have good outcomes. Now, now, don't miss this. This is why this direction principle is so absolutely important for all of our lives. Some of you, you may be living your life right now in the wrong direction. You are headed in the wrong direction. And here's what you need to know. You can be headed in the wrong direction and be happier than you have ever been. Don't miss that. You can be headed in the wrong direction and be happier than you've ever been in your life. I mean, like, you can be living in the wrong direction. You can be moving to a destination that you really don't want that outcome, and you know, have no idea that that's going to be out the outcome. In fact, as a pastor, I see that happen all the time. And the reality is there is nothing wrong with happiness, but please don't assume happiness equals rightness or righteousness. It doesn't assume a right outcome. It does not. And I hear people all the time saying, oh, pastor, I'm happier than I've ever been. And you're trying to tell them, oh, but I don't think you're going in the right direction. Oh, but you don't know how happy I am right now. I've never been this happy. I mean, think about it this way. Haven't you kind of been like driving somewhere before and, and you're driving along happy and now, this is for some, especially those of you older before there was GPS or IRL. But here's the thing. Like, you're just going in a direction, and you think you're going in the right direction, and you're perfectly happy, and you had no idea that you were lost. And do you ever remember the exact moment that you got lost, if you ever got lost? Now, there's a moment when you become aware of it. Like, you hit a dead end or something like that, or, you know, you end up in a place you didn't want to be. It's like... You don't really remember. Now, if you got a GPS, you, you know the exact moment. It's so annoying. You know, please turn around. Please turn around. Find the, you know, like, it means you weren't really lost. The GPS is, you know, telling you, you know, hey, you're going the wrong direction. 
Like, it's like, you know you're not going in the right way, so you immediately turn around, and that, mean, and that means you're not lost. But if you've ever gotten lost without a GPS, like, you can be lost a long time before you recognize that you're lost. You can be heading in the wrong direction a long time before you realize that you're headed in the wrong direction. And that is important for us to talk about for this reason. Because if you're headed in the wrong direction for a long time, by the time that you realize it, it's too late for an instant solution. Don't miss that. If you're headed in the wrong direction for a long period of time, when you do realize that you're lost or that you were headed in the wrong direction, it's too late at that point for an instant solution. And that's why we think it's so important for us to understand this direction principle because it is possible for many of you that you are moving in the wrong direction in some area of your life, but you don't know it yet because the consequences have not yet arrived and they're coming and they're going to hit you like a freight train, but they're not here yet. And you're just kind of like happily cruising along, you know, just headed down the tracks, like thinking everything's good. But when the consequences hit you, and they will, when we do life headed in the wrong direction, when those consequences hit you, what you're going to do is you're going to do what everybody else in our American culture does, and that is you're going to look for an instant solution because you want a quick fix. But here's the truth. You don't need a solution. You need to change your direction. Because see, you got to where you need to be or you got to where you're going in the wrong place the same way that you need to get to where you need to go. It's all about direction. So here's the good news. If you change direction, things will eventually change. If you change direction, things in your life will eventually change. See, some of us, we just keep going through life looking for this quick solution. But the direction principle says, no, it's about the direction that you're headed, not a quick fix. Now, here's the thing. We're, we're not the only ones who, who think this direction principle is so important for us to understand. In fact, Jesus, he taught the direction principle, and he thought it was so important that he talked about it at the end of like this big conclusion of his most famous sermon. We find it in Matthew chapter 7, and it's called the Sermon on, a Mount, on the Mount. And so I want you to listen to how Jesus talks about this because according to Matthew, I mean, he, he just unpacks this for us and Jesus just is so good at helping us understand this principle for our life in fact here, here's how Matthew says that Jesus said it he says therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice now when Jesus says this he doesn't say everyone who hears these words of mine and goes hey you're right that's true but I'm not going to do anything about this. I'm not going to follow that. Jesus says, no, anybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, who actually does something with what I say, and that really is the direction principle. And Jesus says it this way. Here, here's kind of like, here's how most of us think that Jesus says it. 
And I just think I just messed up my mic by trying to adjust it a little bit. So here we go. So he says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will experience immediate happiness relationally, financially, and all the other lees. And that's not what Jesus said at all. If you're looking at your scripture at all in your Bible, you know that's not what he said. And he didn't say this either. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them to practice will find immediate fix for all their problems. I am the great solution. No, no, Jesus never said that either because Jesus never claimed to have like quick fixes or be like this fast solution to whatever's bothering you. Do you know why? Because Jesus did not set the world up to operate that way. He set the world up to operate by the direction principle, not by the solution principle. Make sure you understand that. In this passage that we're looking at, Jesus is saying, no, it's about direction, not solution. So here's the reality. If you're ever like at a church and they go, here's the thing, or you're watching some preacher on TV or on the internet or something like that, and they say, Here, here's the thing, all you have to do is pray the special prayer, all you have to do is do this one thing, and most of the time that's send money, then like all your problems will disappear, then you should like find another church or you should watch somebody else on TV or on the internet. Because see, they're trying to manipulate you out of something and most likely your money. But see, because we believe that Jesus was the great solution, what's going to happen is for thousands and thousands of people who call themselves followers of Christ, this week they're going to go see counselors or they're going to see pastors or they're going to see psychiatrists because they've got a problem because they were heading in the wrong direction and now they've had a train wreck and they want an instant solution to their problem. And while there's nothing wrong with talking to a counselor or a pastor or, or, or some kind of coach in your life, the reality is this. There is no quick solution to the outcome of our lives when we've been headed in the wrong direction. But here's what happens. We end up, we go to these people, and we're looking for this quick solution, but there's no quick fix to our personal problems when we cause the train wreck. The only thing is, is to change our direction. And by changing our direction, we change our outcomes. In other words, you don't solve the problems in your life by applying a solution. You solve the problems in your life by changing your direction from turning from the wrong direction and turning to the right direction and then continuing in the right, right direction for an extended period of time. Think about it this way. Jesus never invited people to find a solution. He invited them to change their direction by following him. And then he promised that he would lead the way forward and he would point the way out of their problem. So what Jesus actually said was this. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And here's the thing. If you have ever built anything, you know that building something, it really does take time, doesn't it? I mean, there's like, there are no quick builds that are good, that have any quality to them. Think about it this way. Building is the practice of delayed gratification. If you've ever built anything, you understand that. Building is the process of delayed or the practice of delayed gratification. And that's not just true for a house or a building. It's very true for your life as well. 
So Jesus says, like, when you practice this principle that he's teaching, he's like, you're going to go through this long, disciplined process of building your life on the rock. Now, here's the thing you have to understand. This whole idea of building your life on the rock, it probably doesn't mean a whole lot to us, but Jesus' audience, as they're listening to this, I mean, this was like, they understood what this meant. I mean, this building on the rock, this was building the time-consuming kind of way. This is building like the expensive way. This is building the delayed gratification kind of way. This is building the hard way. And he says, so here's the thing. Everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. There's delayed gratification as God leads us to where we need to go and what we want to experience in the outcome of our life. And some of you go, ah, man, there's got to be a faster way. And he goes, oh, oh, there's another option. Look at verse 26. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Now, building on sand is like the quickest way, the cheapest way. This is like the instant gratification kind of way. I mean, like this is the person who's doing life and they think to themselves, like, now is now and I'll live like I want to right now and do whatever I want with the direction of my life and, and later is later and I'm not going to worry about the consequences of my choices. Like, maybe those kind of consequences happen to other people, but they're not going to happen to me because I'm so much smarter than other people. Like, and if, and if they do happen, then I'll just find an instant solution. I'll just find a quick fix. Or I'll just, like, move out and find another person, or I'll just divorce them and marry somebody better, or I'll just declare bankruptcy and, and just start over, or I'll just say I'm sorry and everything will be good, or I'll just have that talk with my daughter or my son, and, and it'll erase all the stuff between us. I mean, if it causes any problems, I'm sure, I'm sure I can get some kind of quick fix. And what Jesus is saying is this, is no, no, no. Foolish people, they live like that. They, they want instant gratification. In fact, as one person said, it's like foolish people, they, they act like they're a piece of technology. Like if their life is not working because of the direction that they were headed, then they're like, well, I'll just unplug myself for like 10 seconds and then I'll plug myself back in and be rebooted and be good. And Jesus says life doesn't work that way, which is why Jesus says a person who lives this way, they're foolish. And everybody in Jesus' audience, I'm sure they, they could picture what is happening here. They could understand this imaginary future of this person that Jesus is, is describing in this story because it was an imaginary person. So, so they knew that it was foolish for somebody to think that somehow today's choices wouldn't show up in tomorrow's consequences. In fact, Jesus goes on and he says, oh, you're exactly right. It doesn't work, which is why he says this in the next verse. He says, the rain came down. The streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Implication is there was a train wreck, and there is no way to fix it. You've got to rebuild it. You, you've got to do what you should have done from the beginning. And here's the thing. It's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to take time. And hopefully, you've got enough time left in your life to get it right. But what Jesus is saying is, but at this point, 
you've like experienced a total loss and everybody is looking at you and said, you should have seen that coming. But Jesus goes on to say, and if you've been following along in your Bibles, I know we skipped verse 25, but go back there. He says, the wise person, the person who builds their life on the rock and, and they live without looking for instant gratification, he says they do something very different. Notice verse 25. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and it beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Why did it not fall? Because he's just so lucky. Why did it not fall? Because everything just always works out for her. Or why did it not fall? Because he just gets all the breaks. Or why did it not fall? Because nothing bad ever happens to them. Why did it not fall? Because, man, they are just the most blessed people in the world. See, see, that's what we say. But that's not what Jesus is saying here. He's saying it didn't fall because they built their life the right way, going in the right direction. They practiced. They did what Jesus said. They sowed today what they wanted to reap tomorrow. See, the wise person lives by what Jesus says or calls the direction principle. And he realizes that, hey, today is always shaping my tomorrow. Now, here's the reality of this. What makes this conversation for most of us so difficult to hear is this. And it's why many of you are, are sitting here thinking, man, I wish so-and-so, you fill in the blank, we're here to hear this. Because see, you are watching people you know, and they are headed in a direction that is not going to take them where they want to go. Like, you can see what the direction is taking them. You can see it happening, and other people can see it happening, and the people around them who care about them, I mean, they mention it to them, but they, they don't care what anybody's saying. I mean, they're like, like not interested in paying any attention to all the things that are going on or what the wise people are saying. And, and for some of you, here's the thing. You know that person, and you can predict their future, and it's just driving you crazy. Because you know that's going to be a train wreck. For others of you, that person that's headed in the wrong direction, it's not another person. It's you. And you tell people, you say this to people, and they try to talk to you. They go, oh, I'm happier than I've ever been. And I just want to tell you something. As a pastor, when I hear someone say, I am happier than I've ever been, man, most of the time, it just breaks my heart because I know that happy today isn't going to lead necessarily to happy tomorrow. Like most of the time, it's because they've made some like irrational choice and chose to ignore what Jesus is saying and go in the opposite direction of what Jesus is saying and going, oh, I know what Jesus says, but I do, I'm doing this and I am so much happier and most of the time when you hear somebody going, I am happier than I've ever been, I mean, it strikes terror in your heart because you know there's like this freight train coming and it's not going to be pretty when it hits. And when that freight train comes, I mean, like, you know by talking to this person, like, they're going to lose all their 20s, they're going to lose all their 30s, they're going to lose most of their 40s, like, as the fallout going in the wrong direction, or they're going to lose their marriage, or they're going to lose their kids going in the wrong direction. It's like you're going to 
lose your chance to experience life with your grandkids, you're going to miss and lose so much. It is going to cost you more than you want to pay not to practice what Jesus says. And here's the reality. When it all comes crashing down, what's going to happen is you're going to want a quick fix. You want to go to a counselor. You're going to go to a pastor. You're going to go to a friend. Say, what do I need to do to fix this? And here's the thing. You can't wish your way back. You can't pray your way back. You can't talk your way back to an immediate quick fix. You, you, you've got to change directions and go back the way you came. See, you, you can't recover all of that. And, and once you miss it, I mean, it's like you can't get it back. But here is the good news this morning. You have a heavenly Father in heaven who loves you so much that he came in the form of Jesus Christ to show you what he is like and his heart for you. And you know what he said to you? He said, just follow me, and I'll show you what to do. I'll show you how to make the most out of your life. I'll guide you, and I'll give you wisdom. He says, but you have to live your life by the direction principle. And let me give you the direction principle, and then we're going to spend the next few weeks talking about it. Here it is. Decisions, not intentions, determine direction. Don't miss that. Decisions, decisions I make today, not my intentions for today, determine my direction. See, the best way to predict your future is to pay attention not to your intentions, but pay attention to the direction that your decisions are taking you. Because here's the thing you have to understand. Every decision that you make puts you on a path to a predictable outcome. Don't miss that. Every decision that you make, every decision that you make, it puts you on a predetermined path to a predictable outcome. Listen, your heavenly father, he knows that this principle, it is going to apply itself to you whether you apply it or not. So what he does is he watches when you're going like in the wrong direction and you've got that happy smile on your face and you're telling everybody I'm happier than I've ever been. And you know what it does to your heavenly father to see and hear that? Like it breaks his heart because he loves you. And he wants you to know what's coming at you. And he doesn't violate your freedom. But what he does is he just keeps sending signs to you and keeps hinting to you. And he sends people into your life all along the way to point out to you and say, hey, be careful, be careful. This is not a good way to go. And he'll send people along and say, hey, I went down that path. You don't want to go in that direction. And he warns you. Why does God warn us? Not because he wants to punish you and not because he doesn't want you to have any fun in life. It's because he loved you and he loves you so much. In fact, he loves you so much he proved it when he died for you on the cross. So here's what we know about you. You're, you're going to end up somewhere. You're, you're going to end up somewhere in your life relationally, financially, professionally, spiritually. And where you end up is going, to be de is going to be determined by the direction principle. And so our desire for you is that you end up somewhere on purpose and somewhere with a purpose because that's 
what a life of meaning and significance and fulfillment come from. And here's what we know about every one of you. That's what you want. But the thing you have to understand is it's your decisions, not your intentions, that determine your direction. And your direction always determines the outcome. So don't miss this today. Every decision that you make today, tomorrow, the next day, it has a predictable outcome. So you have the ability to some degree to predict your future. Decisions, not intentions, determine direction. And we'll pick up right there next week. Will you bow your heads with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for, man, the words of Jesus. Words of Jesus that help us fully understand what it means to do life well. What it takes to do life well. And I just pray right now that your Holy Spirit will come. And God, those signs that we've been ignoring, will you reveal them to us again? Will you show them to us again? And God, today we're choosing not to ignore the signs. Today we're, we're choosing to listen to the, the voices that you send in our lives. And God, most of all, today we're choosing to understand that a principle applies itself to our life, whether we choose or don't choose. But today, we're making the decision to apply the direction principle to our lives. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do, what you're going to lead us out of, and what you're going to lead us to as we follow you. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks. Amen. Hey, thanks so much, everyone, for being with us today. If you want more information on how you can apply this principle to your life or how you can live this out, stop by the gallery on your campus, and we will be glad to help you with that conversation. Have a great day. See you next Sunday.